the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Radio. Enlightening the sleeping masses and stoking the fire of the American dream. Always write radio with Bob France on The Answer. 10.32 now as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Appreciate you being with us. We are awaiting... The start of the press conference, Seth, keep an eye on that formula and let me know when it begins so that we can go ahead and carry some of that. But uh, Governor Mike DeWine is having a press conference <clears throat> uh, in Columbus today um, where apparently he's going to announce um, a ban on transgender surgeries for minors. The same type of ban that would have been applied had the bill that passed the House and the Senate overwhelmingly, House Bill 68, the SAFE Act, along with the Saving Women's Sports Act, um, had he signed it, (laughs) that ban would have been in place. He vetoed it instead and now is going to announce his own ban, which makes absolutely no sense, and it does have us wonder what in the world he is up to. Joining us now to help maybe dissect that a little bit is our good friend Jack Windsor. He is the uh, founder and the editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. Jack, it is good to have you for the first time in 2024. How are you? Bob, I'm super fantastic. Thanks for choosing me today. Always great to be here with you. Who are those folks behind you over there? Oh, it's the Jack Windsor social media fan base. They follow him oh. everywhere he goes, and with good reason. Jack does some amazing work on social media, work that I could even hope to do. Uh, Jack, no, let's uh, let's dive into this first. Uh, this press conference this morning, what are you expecting? And we're going to try to carry some of it. Maybe you and I can yeah. react as it goes, but uh, what are you expecting? Yeah. Well, I expect a couple of things. Number one, I expect that the governor is going to say, hey, I told you I was going to get back to you and discuss some rules and regulations that we need to implement via the uh, administrative state, is what I call it, he'll call it the executive branch, to begin tracking and and data gathering for things like uh, cross-sex hormones, puberty blockers, and gender reassignment uh, procedures. So we don't have data to make informed decisions, so I'm today you know, inf- informing you that we are going to do X. And then <clears throat> my understanding is he is going to announce a ban on gender reassignment surgeries, what you and I would call gender mutilation surgeries. Now, he tipped his hand to that last week when he said that he opposes those types of surgeries. Um, so those are the two things I expect. Now, if we're going to talk about the purpose of those things and what the consequence of those things are going, uh, what that will be, uh, boy, that, that's, that is Pandora's box, and I'd love to well, I just uh, you know what I'm what I'm sitting here trying to figure out myself is is he knew that it passed the general assembly on both sides with yeah. veto proof majorities. That means right. he had to know that if he vetoes this, there is a very strong likelihood he's going to get be he's going to be overridden. And most executives do not like to have uh, as part of their legacy veto overrides, where they were so their their decision was so unpopular that they were they were overwhelmed by you know veto proof majorities. So. Uh, I, I'm just wondering, is this just simply an attempt to tell a, a small handful, all he really would need is three, because it passed with 62 votes on the House side, 
If he gets three of them to reverse and get it under 60 to 69, then he won't be overridden. Is this an attempt for him on his part to tell them there's no need to override my veto? I'm giving you what you wanted in that legislation anyway. We're going to ban these surgeries for minors. Is that the goal here, do you think? <laughs> That's a great question. I talk, I've talked to a lot of people in the last week from Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost to some other folks that work in the state house and the common refrain is hey you know governor dewine isn't a bad guy he has the best of intentions um and, and that's the story they like to tell i think calling governor dewine a good guy is like uh calling jeffrey dahmer a vegetarian it, it just doesn't square with me um we are who our actions tell people we are so for me it comes down to two issues pride and power and one of those things is he doesn't like to be overridden He's extremely arrogant. He's extremely narcissistic and wants to be right. He does not like the look. And by the way, this isn't just Jack Windsor and the Ohio Press Network covering citizens who are angry at him. Donald Trump is done with him. J.D. Vance has weighed in. Every statewide elected official at the executive level has said he made the wrong choice. Uh, he is being, including, including his uh, his own lieutenant. His own lieutenant, which, by the way, Bob, I would argue that that John John Husted has the same corporate sponsors as Mike DeWine. I think that's political theater. I think that's John Husted trying to unhitch his wagon from DeWine. Um, but that's a topic for another day. So I think it, it, it is a little bit to do with that. But here's the other thing that I think that, that really is the crux of this. I wrote a story on this. I sent it out today. And some of the, the feedback was, see, you know, the, 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 the uh, pushback is having an effect. I think that's what he wants it to appear as. That, listen, I'm listening, and so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take these surgeries off the table. Well, there are two problems with that, Bob, for people who understand the legislative process. Number one, if he does it with an executive order, that's challenging because an executive order can be revoked immediately, whether it's by him or another governor. So there's no permanency there. The other issue is we're still able to chemically castrate our kids. We're still able to put them on drugs that increase their hormone levels that their body is not naturally designed to tolerate. Those are issues that are in House Bill uh, 68. Oh, by the way, there's also this issue of women being cheated out of spots and scholarships and privacy because we're allowing men who pretend as women to compete against them in sports. So this doesn't go far enough, but I think he's hoping that it does appear that it, it takes the big thing off the table. But here's the challenge. There are milk toast Republicans. You mentioned it only takes three. And they may look at this and go, well, there's no need to veto to override. So I'm looking at people like State Representative Andrea White. I'm looking at Gail Manning. I'm looking at Bill Seitz. I'm looking at the milk toast Republicans who are probably financed by the medical industrial complex and only need one little excuse. I mean, we saw this with the Blue 22, right? You don't really need a valid excuse. You just need something that kind of looks like an excuse. I think that's the concern about this. You know, Jack, I'm glad you mentioned milk toast Republicans. Um, some people might refer to some of those milk toast Republicans as being not Republican at all. The word rhino comes to mind. The word blue 22 comes to mind. And in my, wor- my world, the wor- words trans dem comes to mind today. And I don't know if many people realize this. Today is the anniversary the one-year anniversary of the day that 22 Republican members of the State House stabbed their constituents in the back and gave power to the Democrats who were in an overwhelming minority in the Ohio State House in order to get money from unions, 
in order to get the gavel to Jason Stevens, by the way, in exchange for money from unions, in exchange for uh, we don't even know how many different types of backroom deals from those Democrats. But it was January 5th of 2023 that we saw, uh, you know, the, uh, the the backstabbing of the constituents. Um, the cry now, according to some, should be for, and, and I am among those, to primary every single one of them. March 19th is our opportunity to take every one of those 22 turncoats and get them the hell out of Columbus. At least those who's, you know, any, any, any of those individuals who have primary challengers who are decent, reasonable people, it's time to, um, it's, it's time to make them pay the piper for what they did one year ago today. Your thoughts? Uh, so I, I couldn't say it any more powerfully than you just did. I will tell you one of the, one of the members of that Blue 22 cult um, is DJ Swearingen, and uh, DJ was on a list of representatives that were highlighted this week because they were supposed to be on a golf trip on January 9th and January 10th as a fundraiser for their future campaigns. And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, don't you have a, a House vote on the 10th? Are you going to this? And he said, no, 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 I'm not going to that. I've, you know, I've planned to not go, so on and so forth. Other people have told me that it's canceled. And he said, by the way, um, I hope no one is using this as leverage and still beating that, you know, blue 22. This is Jason Stevens versus Derek Marin. He said, we really need to get back to the state house, get in our chairs and override this veto. I echo that. But again, we just went through COVID where there's no repercussion. There's no accountability for what people did, how they lied to us and how they took away our freedoms and really allowed radicals to totally revamp our system. So I don't know that that is going to go very far with many conservatives. We are in this spot where we don't have a 60% threshold to amend the Constitution. Issue one just passed. And now we have some milquetoast Republicans who are maybe considering whether or not they're going to override a veto <laughs> that, that would keep you know, kids from being mutilated and put on drugs when there's evidence to support that doing that increases suicide significantly. So, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good gig if you can sell it, but I don't know how many people are buying it. Yeah, I, I certainly hope they're not. Jack, while we wait for the governor's press conference to start, and we hope that we can talk a little bit about it uh, uh, while he's doing this, um, let me ask you about another issue. Sure. The attorney general um, rejected uh, ballot language to try to get a, 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 a ballot initiative started. They would have to collect 400 and some odd thousand signatures over the course of the next few months to get a ballot issue. Uh, via constitutional amendment, just like they did with issue one back in November, on the ballot for November to overhaul Ohio voting rights, to create essentially uh, automatic registration for anybody and everybody that gets an identification or a driver's license or or what have you at a BMV. Uh, you can also do same-day registration and same-day voting. It would eliminate photo identification uh, from being required to cast votes. You can sign an affidavit saying you are who you say you are. Uh, ballot, bo- uh, I'm sorry, drop boxes, ballot harvest All of these things would be legal, expanded early voting access to different locations. This is a progressive dream. Uh, More ways to to cheat the system and to lie, cheat, and steal their way through an election. But Dave Yost rejected the language as it is. I'm sure it's not dead. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's absolutely not dead. You know, the onslaught um, of Marxist ideologies in the form of constitution amendments are only increasing. You and I have talked about this for months. And this is another one of those. So the, the state attorney general, he has the first blush at this or the first cut at this. And he turned away the plan that would uh, allow voters to overhaul election rules. Now, keep in mind, it's interesting, right? Because when, Ohio, when Republicans wanted to change the threshold 
uh, from 50% plus one to 60%, everyone on the left screamed and said, well, you just passed a law last year that said that you couldn't have special elections. Oh, well, we also just passed a law that said you have to have a valid photo ID to vote. But now you're not kvetching about that. Um, and so, you know, it's your it's your common players, the Ohio NAACP, and then all these you know, benign-sounding groups like Ohio Unity Coalition, Ohio Organizing Collaborative, and other groups are directing the effort. Um, but Yost said, we identified omissions and misstatements that as a whole would mislead a potential signer to the actual scope and effect of the proposed amendment. And uh, I would say that you don't that you stop and you don't pass go and you don't collect $200, you go directly to jail for calling it secure and fair elections. Because to your point, Bob, um, a, a signed declaration of identity to replace a photo identification, state-funded prepaid return postage for all absentee ballot applications and absentee ballots, um, a ban on the removal of inaccurate voter registration records, which means dead people could still be on the rolls. This is a, this is a nightmare. I mean, the language alone, the title alone is a misnomer. Yeah, it, it, well, that's one of the things that he said, too, is that in the summary language that they put forth uh, to try to get the petitions and to put this on the ballot, it just did not square with what the actual language was, and that was the reason. I spoke to Davios yesterday, and he said very, very specifically he couldn't rule on the actual merits of all of the things that they want to do, but all he could do in reject this was reject the ballot language because it was not honest and square with uh, with the people who might be signing the petition. And obviously, when it comes time to vote for this thing, uh, in terms of what it actually does, which, of course, is very similar to what they did. They used ambiguous language in the actual uh, a ballot initiative for the constitutional amendment on issue one in November. Um, but yep. then they, they tried to soften it a little bit when it came to the description of it, think, oh, well, this is all about health care. This is all about helping helping women and, and, and so on and so forth. So the, the summary language is, is what was really at issue here. Yeah, and isn't it interesting? And so I hope I'm not going to convolute this and I'm not too inside baseball and I'm not a bridge too far. But think about what you just said. So issue one, we were talking about it being broad and ambiguous. And the concern was that it would allow a limitless abortion for any reason. That's true. The constitutional scholars have waited on that. But the interpretation of terms like individual might include minor. Well, guess what? The same group of people who wanted to pass issue one are the same group of people who are now saying, well, minors should be able to have gender-affirming surgeries. So it's really interesting, right? They screamed when they were pitching issue one that it wasn't about minors and, and surgeries and other things, but when House Bill 68 tries to go across the finish line, now there's at least they're saying the, the quiet part out loud now, Bob. Jack, and let Governor me ask you to pause. Yep, there you go. Yep. I was just about to say that. Let's uh, let's uh, uh, tune into this here and uh, see if we can... The parents, uh, not the government, should be making these very crucial medical decisions f- for the children. At that time, I also said that there are things we need to do Second here. We'll well here. beyond uh, what is in House Bill 68. Uh, so one week later, I'm here to report on the progress that we've made on those items uh, and talk about the things that we're doing to assure the quality and consistency of care for all patients, whether they are children or adults. First, I'm announcing that the Ohio Department of Health and the Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services. Today we'll be filing rules for public comment that once effective, will provide protections for children and adults receiving care in this area from hospitals and clinics. Candidly, as I expressed a week ago, 
I am concerned that there could be fly-by-night providers, clinics that might be dispensing medication to adults with no counseling and no basic standards to assure quality care. Uh, with the rules that we are announcing today, uh, that will take care of that. We need to ensure that adults as well as children are protected. These draft rules will be discussed at length with legislators and interested parties and will include the following. One, the requirement of a multidisciplinary team to support an individual through care, including but not limited to an endocrinologist, a bioethicist, and a psychiatrist. Second, the requirement of a comprehensive care plan that includes sufficient informed consent from patients and parents, if we're dealing with a child, of the risk associated with treatment. And the requirement of comprehensive and lengthy mental health counseling prior to being considered for any other treatment. And let me just add that as I spent time looking at this and listening to people, uh, it's clear that the most important part is the mental health counseling. It needs to be lengthy and it needs to be comprehensive. And I want to emphasize that. The second thing I'm announcing today is that the Ohio Department of Health will be filing rules today for public comment that once effective will require health care providers across the state of Ohio to report what's referred to as de-identified data that will be shared at an aggregate level on cases of gender dysphoria and subsequent treatments. Uh, in plain English, that means that no one will be able to look at the data and tell who it is. Uh, we do this all the time uh, to protect uh, privacy. The reporting of aggregate data occurs frequently in Ohio, from flu cases to causes of food poisoning to data on abortions. This data is used by policymakers, legislators, and the public so they can make informed decisions. Adding this rule will ensure that that is the case as well for the subject that we are discussing today. Third, third, I signed an executive order just a few moments ago. Here it is. Enacting emergency rules that ban <clears throat> gender transition surgeries for minors at any hospital or ambulatory surgical facility in Ohio. That's the money this line. ban is effective immediately. Ohio law allows for emergency rules so that provisions important to Temporary. public safety and other important public policy goals specified in statute can be put in place while the full rulemaking process proceeds. This will ensure that surgeries of this type on minors can never happen in Ohio. I know that's been one of the concerns that has been expressed. I've never uh, disagreed with that. Um, if we look at uh, what evidence there is, there is very little that that is occurring, but let's make sure. Jack Windsor, is he right there? Is he right? Very little evidence no, that, he, that is already occurring in the state of Ohio? Because I don't. No, know absolutely is. not. We, we've had whistleblowers through say that it's not only happening, it's happening and hospitals aren't being honest about it. Uh, by the way, Bob, what's the difference between Governor Mike DeWine and uh, President Joe Biden? I mean, this is exactly what Joe Biden does with administrative rules and executive orders. He bypasses Congress, and Mike DeWine is trying to bypass the legislative process and now trying to take the wind out of a veto override vote, it appears to me.
Yeah, no, I agree with you. And what you said before he came on here, by the way, is also very important. A ban on transgender surgeries in the state of Ohio is only a start because what a 15 and a 16-year-old can do or a 14-year-old or even younger is start on their puberty blockers before they hit puberty and then start their cross-sex hormones. And then when they turn 18 on their birthday, it's cutting day. Uh, that still does not stop the problem. Those are permanently disfiguring and permanently sterilizing and so forth procedures that would still be allowed that, that uh, House Bill 68, had he signed it, would, would have banned. That's exactly right. And so he's still allowing the, the, the medical companies to enrich themselves or the drug companies to enrich themselves. And he's still essentially setting up the pipeline for expensive surgeries. Hospitals will just have to defer that now from age 14, 15 or whatever until age 18. But by the way, the boon will still come if you're putting kids on drugs. Um, you know, the other interesting point, Bob, I have to I have to just share is I think it's really interesting. I don't think it's interesting. I think it's hogwash. And the governor comes out and says, it's not the government's role to be involved, and then goes and talks about not only are we going to gather data, but you will be required to assemble a multidiscipline team. You will be required to undergo a significant amount of mental health. Okay, so either you're involved or you're not involved. Again, talking out of both sides of his mouth, trying to put varnish on a turd and call it a candy bar. That's an interesting way to phrase it. Jack, we're seven minutes before the top of the hour. I know you've got your show on uh, The Answer in Columbus to get ready for there with the Bruce Hooley show, so I'm going to let you go. I'm sure we're both going to monitor this very closely the rest of the way, yep. and we will talk again very soon. Jack Windsor, hey, thanks. Press Network, thank you so much. Thanks, Bob. You got it. All right. Uh, I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to bring this back up for just a couple more minutes. He's taking questions now, is Mike DeWine. Um, there might be these fly-by-night operations that – set themselves up and start dispensing hormones, but without the lead-in psychiatric care that we know is so very, very important. So with, with this, these orders, what is going to happen is that that is not going to be able to happen in the state of Ohio, that anybody, an adult who goes in for this care, will get this lead-up psychiatric care uh, and the counseling. That is absolutely the a key whether you're dealing with an adult or whether you're dealing with with a child the bill that uh, i vetoed uh the legislature put forward did not deal with that at all and i don't think as i've talked to members of the general assembly i can't speak for all the members but the members who've been directly involved in this bill i think are, are not only fine with this that they you know that they they think this is this is a, a good idea but they'll have to speak for themselves on it Look, if the legislature wants to take what I've just done here uh, by executive order and wants to put that in permanent law, that's fine with me. You know, but look, I, I you know, I'm I'm the executive side, so what I can do is to put these in in executive order. Uh, if the legislature wants to pass a law, I'm, I'm happy to happy to sign the law. But I, you know, I, I wanted to report today. These are these three things. We said we were going to start working on those. We are. We have. And I wanted to give a, a report about, uh, you know, where we are. Who else? Look, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into uh, discussions I have with legislators. Uh, 
you know, I think they know my position. Uh, they're, they're coming back. The House is obviously coming back. It said it's coming back to, to vote on this. Uh, next week, and uh, to override you, know, you. That's fine. They have a constitutional right to, to do that. They will do what uh, they they think is 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 best. I've stated my position. I think very very clearly that this is a question of uh, the parents should be involved, not the state of Ohio, not not the government. Uh, these are very difficult, very tough decisions that parents are involved in. Uh, they're the ones who live with the child. They're the ones who raise the child. They're the ones who love the child. They're the ones who should make the medical decisions in consultation with the best doctors that they can find. And that's the message that parents who I have talked to have, have given me. So that's why I vetoed, vetoed the bill. Horse uh, I would just say that uh, since the House is coming back. Horse uh, crap. Again, the government is there to pick up when parents abuse and, 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 and harm their children. That's what this is all about. That's what the SAFE Act is there to present, prevent. Marijuana. Uh, I agree with Jack Windsor. The idea that this man is doing what he thinks is right and he's not uh, does he have evil intentions, I do not buy for one second. I do not trust that little Napoleon one single step of the way. The uh, sponsor of the uh, um, um, and the author of the um, SAFE Act, Gary Click, Representative Gary Click, is watching this press conference right now. He Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.